Hey everybody, we're back here doing some Café con Science. Uh, I'm Cami. I'm Andrea. I'm Alina. And I'm Marisela. Um, and today I guess we're talking about Latino women in science. Yeah. You guess or are you certain? Well, I don't know. <laughs> women talk in less direct ways than men in science, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here we are, topic number one. <laughs> Speech patterns are different. Actually, that's true, though. Yeah. Isn't it? We're a lot less decisive, I guess. I don't know if it's like less decisive or like you're told to be less like assertive. Yeah, something like that. It feels otherwise you're labeled as aggressive in the office space. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Right. Yesterday um, at 6 p.m., I planned that I was going to switch over to a different project because I had to get that going. And so I told the postdoc, if you want, I can switch over to the to, to my other project. Um, and then we can work on that stuff tomorrow. And it's like, no, I should have just been like, no, at 6 p.m., I'm doing this. Yes, definitely. I also struggle with that, especially during emails or saying the word just a lot. Like, oh, I just did this or I just did that or sort of. Like, I've tried to, like, really get those words out of my vocabulary. Yeah, the upspeak for me is the is the kicker where, like, I want to say a thing, but then I feel bad. So at the end, I'll just be like, maybe it's a question and maybe that's nicer. <laughs> um, I don't know. And then, especially in emails, I'll, like, go through and they'll be like, statement, 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 statement. I'll be like, mm, question mark here, question mark there. Add an exclamation to, mark to yeah, make sure it yeah, happy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Even though you've done nothing. Nothing for me. Thank <laughs> thanks you for, for reading this email. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you've done nothing yet, but thank you. Yeah. So I want to pose a question for you all. When was the first time that you kind of identified yourself or like came into the identity of a Latina woman in STEM? Probably when I moved to Colorado for me. Ditto, actually. Yeah. Yeah, same. (laughs) So why do you think that is, Andrea, like that you moved to Colorado? I guess it's because you're from Florida, Yeah, in Florida you kind of get more, um, I don't know, there's more diversity. It's less of a thing. Uh, it, yeah, and then you come here and it's very different. So mm-hmm. I think it was very much for me like during the application process, like to universities where they ask you like what ethnicity are you? Because like oh. you don't have to apply to high school, you don't have to apply to middle school, you know, unless you're going to like a rich high school. I don't know, but <laughs> like so when you're applying to like universities, you actually they ask you to specify like what ethnicity you are, and so moving out of state and having to specify all of that, I was like, yeah, I'm Latina or Latinx or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's when that happened for me. Yeah, but it's rough. I don't know. I feel like people either don't believe you or think it, like, is too true. I don't know. They're <laughs> like, wow, yeah, I can totally see. Or they're just like, really? No, you but yeah. you're pretty white looking. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Tell me something in Spanish. No, <laughs> for real. Oh, that's so bad. They do. So they have you prove it. They really do. <laughs> Meanwhile, my first, like, like, proof is, like, have you heard my name? Like, <laughs> no? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess both you and I are from Miami where, like, the majority of the people are Latinx or some sort of minority. And we went to an undergrad that was the majority was Latinx. Yeah, it was a (laughs) Hispanic-serving institution, FIU, go Panthers, I think. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I think I didn't really identify as, like, a Latina or, like, Latinx woman in STEM until I got here because... 
everybody was Latina in FIU. Yeah, yeah you don't really, you don't really feel strongly about your identity until it's like challenged or yeah. you are the minority and you have to grab onto something sure. to define you in this new space. Yeah, I've never listened to so much like Willy Colon and like Salsa <laughs> as much as I like when I got to Colorado. I was like, yes, this is my identity. Um, uh, but yeah, what about like specific experiences, y'all? Like, do you guys have anything that you're just like, oh yeah, like this is something that I hold on to or like have in the back of my head as an experience? Negative or positive? Both. Yeah. Like both. yeah. But, sure. There are definitely. I guess like that's not what I thought of immediately. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely. I think there have been a few people who are very like genuinely nice and interested about it. But yeah, I feel like most of them, like in my case, have been like it's interest, but like almost in a surprised like how, like how are you Uh there where you are? I'm like, why, why why would I be? I don't. Is is it the woman or the Latin part? Like, explain to me, like what's confusing. (laughs) But yeah, I I explain to. I shouldn't specify, but let's just say I, I got help for my writing because uh-huh. I was applying to fellowships, and uh, I was just explaining to her my backstory, how I was born in Dominican Republic, and she was really shocked of how good my English was. Oh, my God, And it was like, yeah. I've never been told <laughs> that my English was impeccable or something. Yeah. yeah. You get that a lot. They're like, wow, yeah. your second language is incredible. And it's like, well, my first language kind of sucks now, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the, the first point. and better the second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. That's, and it's by everyone. Like, everyone comments on it, too. People's parents will be like, wow. <laughs> English, amazing. I've, like, never Aww. thought about it, but now that you brought it up, yeah, the amount of times that I get commented on my accent is ridiculous. Like, like every single time I meet someone new, they're like, wait, where are you from? And when I spell, like, oh, Mexico, they're like, oh, you don't have an accent. And I'm like, right, yeah. Okay, like, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Pat yeah. myself on the yeah, back. Like, you don't have a second language. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> And then you don't know if it's a compliment that you don't have an accent or a surprise that you don't, like, which, is it a good thing, a bad thing, just a comment? I don't know. And I don't even know how I feel about it. I'm like, did I try so hard to erase my, like, Spanish speaking from my vocabulary in English that I have gone, like, way into the other direction to be like, please let me fit in. I know I don't look white, but don't I sound white? (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I know that I did. Like, I got bullied for it in elementary school, so I made sure to get rid of the accent. Like, mm-hmm. so I know that that was like a conscious like effort on my part versus Ooh, it just like going boy. away. You know, it's interesting. I um, moved from Broward County, Florida, which is north of Miami Dade County, where mm-hmm. Miami is, from Broward to Miami in high school, and I got bullied because I sounded too white. They what? were like. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the capital of Latin America. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, why do you sound like that? And I was like, oh, because, you know, I grew up in Broward. So it's, it's 20 minutes from here. Like, y'all can go. <laughs> if you were just like, you sound like a valley girl. Which, like, I might, you know. Like, I might sound like a valley girl. But I think it's because... It's, like, so close, yet so far away in terms, like, culturally. So it's really interesting to me that it was, like, the other way around. Yeah. Like, Latinx people were like, why don't you sound like us? But there's people in Miami that, like, have a thick a- accent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say thick-ass accent. Let me know, Nico. Uh, <laughs> but there's people in Miami that have a super thick accent. And then I'm like, oh, like, do you speak Spanish? And they're like, no. no. And I'm like... That's just how they speak English there. Wow. They Spanish, like, <laughs> yeah, is. and they'll, like, so they'll speak with a Spanish cadence, and they'll, like, put in Spanish words, like, dale. Like, if you've ever heard the word, yeah, like, dale, yeah. and you're yeah. like, are you pitbull? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Like, like people yeah. talk like that there. For, For sure. It's like, no matter what your ethnicity is, you'll still have that yeah. Spanish cadence, and you will sit, call it salmon, not salmon. Yeah, right, the salmon thing. Salmon really got me. And also, for some reason, my parents always said Thanksgivings. And so, like, <laughs> oh. the entire... I didn't know until high school that it was... Oh, adding <laughs> the S to the things yes. is another thing. Like, I remember, like, people would just, like, add random S's to things. And I thought it or was, like, L's. actually... Yes. Like just what? The L's. The, oh, like... L's. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why you don't pronounce them. If they're in there, use it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The one that gets me is Wednesday... My mom pronounces it Wednesday. It's so cute. It's so cute. But then, like, I got it. And so that's how I would say it in my head so I can spell it. Well, that's how I say it in my head to spell it. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, my mom also adds the letter S to Thanksgivings and, like, all that stuff. And it's like, we're from the Caribbean. We don't pronounce the letter S in Spanish. That's why it's so confusing. It's like, are you just missing the S in, like, the other parts of your life? You got to, like, add it to places? Wow. That's so funny. But yeah, I feel like now that I'm here, I do like have some vernacular because since I did go to high school there, there's some things that like still kind of live inside of me and I'll like find myself in the lab or like talking to my boss. Like I remember the other day we were just like having a very casual conversation and I was like, yeah, you know, there's this super restaurant. It's so fire. And then I said that and I was like, oh my God, I just said that to my boss who's like (laughs) never left Colorado or Montana. I'm just kidding. He's, he's been to plenty of places. But I don't think he's been to Miami. <laughs> so fire. But I think that's just like a quote-unquote millennialism. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. yeah, at least I didn't, I wasn't like, this is fuego. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're really going to be lost. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I guess some of the encounters that I feel like I guess they're both positive and negative. It's just, like, saying some things that I think are very, like, common, like, language. And then having to explain it. And then somebody being like, oh, like, that is actually, like, really cool. That sounds cool. And then, like, three months later, like, hearing them say it, me being like, you don't speak Spanish, but you're saying that word. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's one of the positives. You get to kind of, like immerse other people in the culture at least slightly yeah i feel like there's a lot of curiosity around it just because there's a lower percentage of people that are latino here so i don't know that's how i feel i just like i usually just get questions about it but some of the questions are like i don't know let me google that for you You This is. What Jesus. kind of questions do you get? That you well, there are things them. like, so what's the climate like? And it's like, dude, I don't know. Am I an atlas? Like, I, can I help you? This is Not the weird. I don't know. Like, it's warm and it rains sometimes and it, the end. I don't There's know a sky? It, yeah. Like, uh, there, it's just so like, wow, it must be a different planet. But it's just, yeah, those are the main sorts of questions that I'm just like, I don't. If it were a deeper question of like, Maybe you have some knowledge or whatever. Or even if you're just being really, like, naive and you want to know more, that's also fine. But when it's when it's questions like, what's the climate like? When you're like, why do you care? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not insightful. And it's also not, like, a general thing that I ask about a place. Unless you know, you're like, there. Yeah, and they're definitely yeah. not. You know, it's just, like, odd. Or being, um, okay, so specifically I'm Colombian, and that means that all things drug-related. Oh, yeah, Jesus. like, you know, just asked Great. by all sorts, of, by all levels of people. Like, you're waiting for something to happen, and the person processing it is like, oh, so do you like narcos? Or like, oh, do you know anyone in drugs? And it's just like, geez. I, mm. 
Oh. I don't want to be in this conversation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the main thing. Of like, damn, little tact goes a long way. Yeah, yeah with uh, Dominicans, it's baseball. Everyone knows us through baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just. I guess I'm supposed to like it, and so I feel required to like baseball, but I don't know enough, so I'll just be like, yeah, they hit the ball with the bat, <laughs> like, that's it. And they throw it, right? They don't hold on to it. <laughs> but sometimes they hold it. I don't know. I, I feel like know. I've seen them, like, sitting there like, oh, don't run. I'll throw it at you. <laughs> yeah. They do that. Yeah. I guess another thing that I'm curious to know your experiences with is um, just... Uh, the specific position, obviously everybody's different in um, Latino communities or Latinx communities, but how I feel like we're like very like tight knit and like the families can get very large and you're very close to the people. So um, I think that's one of the things that like I felt was also different as Mm -hmm. like being um, Latinx and STEM is I feel like the way that I relate to my family is very different than, like, other people relate to their family. Do you think that's STEM, though, or Colorado? I've never been able to figure that out. I think probably, like, culturally, it's probably both. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know if that's, like, been brought up in your experiences at all. Yeah, absolutely. When my mom visited, she, like, straight up just said to me, Andre, why don't your friends, like why aren't they a part of each other's lives? You know, like, you, you, you have, like, parties, and you hang out once in a while, but you, like, generally schedule when you're going to see each other. Yeah. Like, like no will, one just yeah. opens your door and just, yeah. like, you feed them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, I will see you for lunch in two weeks at noon. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> that is how you see your friends. For some reason, I don't know, it's it's very different. Yeah, I'm, yeah. like, thinking, like, in my lab, thankfully, there's another um, Latino woman and so that definitely influenced, like, me joining that lab. And the relationship I have with her is very, even, I think, just, like, culturally. Because it's very much, like, she's used to, like, hanging out all the time and, like, talking to each other. And just, like, dropping by. As, if she's, like, walking past my desk, she'll come by and be like, hey, how's it going? What are you running? Like, <laughs> yeah. and then everybody else is just kind of like, hi. <laughs> like, hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> like, you have to force the conversation. Whereas yeah. with her, she's like, I have something to tell you. And it's like, oh. Hello, welcome. Like, join my workspace. Sit down. Here's a cup of coffee. Basically, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. That's, like, honestly exactly what I mean. I think you, like, perfectly worded it Mm -hmm. because I feel like those relationships are, like, so tied to the relationships we have in our families and our communities. Mm -hmm. But also, like, what I feel is, like, I don't want to, like, impose that on people. Like, go up to their desk and be like, hey, here's all the tea that I have to spill. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, but they get, like, more used to it, too, and then they start sharing with you, and so then you're like, oh, we're making a real, I don't know, I feel like that's usually, like, they learn in a sense, and so they, like, they know that they can do that with you, and they they don't do that with other people, so I think it's funny that, like, she's, for example, super social, and so she'll go up to everybody's desk and be like, hey, how's it going, how are you, like, and just, like, talk to them, and so now they're okay with going to her and talking to her, but they still don't do that with each other, if that makes sense, so it's, like, it's a very channeled interaction, like, it's only between, like, her and me, and then, like, other people to us but not amongst themselves it's weird wow that's yeah. very interesting yeah i wonder how that will evolve <laughs> yeah. <TBD>. mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think like i've seen a lot of the time other people complain that um science is very like isolating but for some reason this doesn't develop Unless, like, you have someone who really pushes for it. I feel like you either have, like, an extrovert that's making all the other introverts, like, be a little bit more extroverted, or you just have a 
lab full of introverts where like nobody's interacting. Because I don't even think that most of the people that I talk to are introverts. I think that there's just like a weird like, don't talk to me, I'm working. That's yeah. fair. Very com- right. compartmentalizing. So, yeah. There's a lot of compartmentalizing that I've learned here. Like, oh, I don't just be myself at all hours of the day. I have to kind of be this part of myself during like work. work you, and yeah. then this part of myself at work. I mean in my house, this part of myself with friends, like very much dissecting and dividing my personality (laughs) amongst all areas of my life. And it's just, it's hard for me because I just, I just want to feel and say things, but I have to. I think that's fair. I think, yeah, yeah, like I was, I don't know who I was talking to, but they were saying like, yeah, it's like my work life and my personal life. I was like, why, why, why can't you have both? Like, it was like, I don't hang out with my work people. And I'm like, I, and granted, I hang out with one person from yeah. my work, be- but that's because, again, culturally similar, and she's like, that's what she's she used to. And- yeah, like, it was yeah. just like, it's, and even, like, she was, like, new to love. Like, she joined it in January. I rotated, and then I joined in May, but even then, like, we're already closer than, like, some of the people that have been there for, like, three, four years, like, just because I think yeah. it's, like, a cultural advantage where you just, you meet someone, you take them in if you like them. Like, that's just what you do. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I get it if, like, you don't want to be friends with everyone in your lab. That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same... But it is kind of just, like, for how much of your day, of your waking hours you spend with these people, it's, like, shocking how, like, little you know about them. I don't know. Yeah. But they, like, won't even hang out. Like, if you have, like, a party or, like, a get-together, and it'll be like, oh, invite your friends, like... I'll invite, or, like, people will invite people from, like, that they're friends with, but nobody from their lab. And it's like, why didn't you invite any lab mates? It's like, because they're my lab mates. And it's like strange that's so weird to me like so i I usually invite my lab mates but they'll usually only talk to themselves like (laughs) (laughs) they're more attracted to your other friends yeah (laughs) they're like well i can talk to you about our boss and my project and so that's what i'll do and that's okay that's the other thing i feel like it's really hard to get people to talk about things that aren't science Mm. which like i get it but also i'm tired of it yeah definitely and i think back to like what you were saying lena the compartmentalization i feel like part of the things that we compartmentalize is like in my experience is like my latinidad like i kind of compartmentalize that out and like sometimes it like crawls out and like (laughs) takes its part in like the lab or like the office community but a lot of the time I'm like putting it away like in terms like if I'm listening to music like in my lab I like have to wear headphones if I don't wear headphones I like put it down a little bit like if I'm listening to like some like I don't know like reggaeton or some shit like I feel some sort of way like somebody gonna come in and catch me listening to some reggaeton (laughs) just jamming like at this optics table you know like I think that's some of the things that I compartmentalize as well but I feel like if we did have more community Uh and like more ability to talk then we'd be like oh yeah like Cami likes to listen to reggaeton every once in a while and like it'd be like more normal Yeah. yeah rather than be like you listen to <laughs> but I feel like does, I mean do people play music like in your lab do people no. just like play so that's the thing it's like I feel like I'm more shy about it not because I'm listening to reggaeton but because nobody else plays their music out loud yeah. so if I just have yeah. it at my desk I have to like have it super low so I'm not yeah. bothering anyone well that's, in my I, in my lab like I work alone it's like an optics lab that's enclosed oh. so I'm by myself okay. in there okay. so there's nobody else like gotcha. nobody no one to bother no one to bother okay. exactly okay. and you still put it down and I still put it down what? that's why <laughs> like there is no reason it's just like i'm like putting it up and then i hear something i'm like oh let me put it down (laughs) for no particular reason i think it's just this like back to that like compartmentalization like i'm like i have to be this like professional person that like does these things in one space and then this other 
thing and like these other spaces when like you said I just want to like be me like yeah. all of it just be like a whole person especially just because like you have the feeling or the need that you have to put away a certain part of your identity like specifically you know not even like how you would act personally like because the way you act with like a friend and a parent is super different but, yeah like, something that's innate like who you are like that's so difficult to have to think that you have to put that away at work like mm-hmm. Yeah, is, is that multiple personality disorders? <laughs> is that what we're developing in grad school right now? <laughs> Come out of it with, like, five personalities and be like, which one do you like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like there is something to be said for, like, adapting to your environment, but at the same time, like, this is an extreme. Yeah. So, I don't know. And moreover, I feel like, okay, I don't know if this is a universal experience or not. I just, I do feel like even, even though a lot of places are, like, community e and i'm not saying like specifically latino or anything just um a lot of different departments will claim to have like a, a rich community whatever mm-hmm. i i still feel like and i think this is more of a a gender ratio thing than a cultural thing maybe it might be both um but i feel like the like I don't want to, I don't know, I don't want to be mean, but at the same time, I feel like the dudes tend to hang out with the dudes and don't, like, talk too much to the women. And it's rough because there are so few women that oh. you're just kind of like, well, if you won't talk to me, and the next woman is, like, three laps over. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I'm just going to not do this. And I think that there's just, like, a discomfort still of, like, I don't know what to do around people who are different from me. And some people are fine, um, but I feel like that's, very common and especially I feel like I've noticed that more with um non-minority guys we'll say I don't know if that's something that you guys have experienced well I've just had a like I think non-minority straight white males in stem (laughs) (laughs) straight white males in stem I think um if they're like really well educated and they yeah. know about allyship and all of that, I think they can like move into spaces where they understand the dynamics and everything and will like go out of their way to like make people feel comfortable. But I feel like that's a small minority of people when you compare it to the number of people that are out here. And I'll put an example of mine that are out here being like, oh, well, the only reason that you got this fellowship is because you're, like, a Latina in STEM. And I think those two, like, I think there is kind of, like, you're either, like, willing to be educated and be an ally and whatever, or you're just unwilling to be educated and unwilling to, like, change your perspective. I do think that there's a middle ground of just guys that, like, you know, they're nice, they don't go out of their way. They're not unwilling. It's just like they're just they, You know, they're there. like, well, there's no problem, though, right? Yeah. Like the ones that are, like, pretty sure that things are okay. Well, I guess it's, like, unpopular opinion, but, like, I personally think they're unwilling. Because okay. if you don't think there's a problem, <laughs> then, like, you're unwilling to learn. Like, yeah. Um, but, you know, what I... What does that say about the ones that know that there's a problem but don't do anything about it then? Yeah, they're that's, just... like, even worse, though. That has. To... Do you think ignorance is worse than, like, refusing to, <laughs> to act? Like, well, they're, the they're like, intertwined, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> like, That's good. like, you are ignorant, so therefore you refuse to act, but then there's the non-ignorance. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. worse if you're, if, you're ignor- or if you're not ignorant and refusing to act versus if you're ignorant and therefore not too, acting. You know, because I feel like there's ignorant, the hope yeah, that Like, you if can... you're ignorant and you're not acting, it's because you're ignorant, you yeah. know? Versus if you're not ignorant and not acting, you're... You agree. You're choosing to not act. I agree, behalf, but, like, like, why are you ignorant? <laughs> 
Well, it's the thing just, is, like, they could either be choosing or they just have not encountered a situation yeah, where they have to be true. educated. Yeah, that's true. Grad school is weird. It's the one place where, like, you're probably not going in-state. Chances are, yeah. if you're in grad school, you're leaving your hometown. And for a lot of people, they really do come from communities that are very homogenous, that don't have any of these problems, or everyone's just kind of accepted, like, whatever stratified situation they've got. Yeah. And they just didn't encounter, like, anyone who's like, but I don't like that, Mm -hmm. until they showed up here. And maybe it took them, like, maybe a few years to even notice that it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, this is weird. (laughs) That happens, and I have sympathy, because, like, similarly, it took me a few years to be like, oh, this place is different. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I get it. But... But at the same time, it's like, ah, because you, yeah, you either spend a lot of time educating people or you just kind of accept that people learn at their pace. At their own pace, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've learned that it is no longer my responsibility to teach people. Um, <laughs> it's true. Of course, unless I'm, like, literally a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've kind of just, I am learning to accept people's just ignorance about certain things and just move on. Um... Which is hard, but it it's necessary for my own mental health. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it's important, especially um, while we're on this topic, to just point out that, like, Latina women in STEM aren't, like, the only people who are microaggressed. Yeah. We're just, like, giving our voices. And the whole point is to, like, educate folks that, like, don't know what our experience is and don't know that, like, certain things, like that are said that like can be perceived as a joke or it's like oh no I don't actually think you got the fellowship because like you're a Latina in STEM I just think the people at the top gave it to you (laughs) it's not me it's them and just like talking kind of like really shining light on those stories and those situations so like if you're out there listening and you're like wow I never thought about this like that's the whole point and this is also just like for people's experiences. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I wasn't told that I got a fellowship because I was Latina, but I was told that I must have gotten into grad school because I'm a Latina. Oh my god. But this particular person went on to become an ally. He educated himself. Oh, that's and... good. Well, it's really nice to hear of that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was a few years of just cringe. Yeah. <laughs> before he got himself together. Well, at that's least good. he got educated. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the hope that we can have for most people out there. Yeah. So if y'all were to give advice to, uh, so we can end it on a positive note, to future Latinas in STEM, what would you say? Hold on. <laughs> Keep your sanity. Oh, um, I, would, I would actually say when the first time someone says something to you that's if you call them out, don't be like, well, it's, it's fine. I'll wait until the next time. Don't do that. The first time someone says something weird to you, I don't care who it is, if it's your boss or your undergrad, it doesn't matter. The second someone says it, call it out. It doesn't matter who's around. It's a lot easier to just end it there and there, yeah. too, rather than, like, waiting for more situations where that can arise. Um, yeah. I would definitely say, like, there's more of us out there than there tends to be a belief for. Because, like, yeah, mm-hmm. you'll find, like, one person in one department. But if you think about it, like, that university probably has, like, 50 departments and there's at least one other person there. So I think that was one of the things that I realized is that there's a lot more women in STEM that are Latina than I was willing to see, which might have been like my own bias as well, which kind of sucks, but at least I kind of am aware of it now. But yeah, no, we're here. We're around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess I would say kind of to everybody's point is like find your community and then that community will have your back, whether it's just talking about your issues or talking about somebody saying something to you or talking about like the amazing reggaeton that you heard in the radio the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, thank y'all for listening. I'm Gami. 
I'm Alina. I'm Marisola. I'm Andrea. See you next time.